thing. That is absolutely our wish for you. May the good Lord be with you down every road you go. And hopefully that road leads you to more than money every Saturday morning. In radio, we call that a segue. That's nice. That is. And, you know, it's an Italian word, right? No. It's uh, from Sicily? No, I think so. It means smooth transition. (laughs) That's what it, you, you look it up. Look it up. I think you'll be very surprised. I think I'll be very surprised if I'm actually correct. Yeah. Welcome to More Than Money. If uh, you are a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. Actually, you may not know exactly how today works because we have some really exciting stuff going on. A little different than normal, but uh, change is good. Hmm. Change is good, especially if you're sweaty. Change is good. (laughs) So welcome. If uh, you would like to join your host, Alyssa Young, and uh, her uh, modestly capable sidekick, modestly. Mm, he's all right. It's, hey, not my first rodeo. <gasps> I can actually say That's that. That's right. Now. Next time you go to a rodeo, you can say, this ain't my first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> y'all. Um, y'all. And I got to say it just that way to you. Uh, welcome, and if you would like to join us with a question, a concern, an email, an observation, something you'd like to share, that is easily done. The old school, traditional, best and most effective personal way to do that is to give us a call, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You'll talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, bright and bushy-tailed. Mr. John Elliott, or is that bushy and bright-tailed, or maybe it's tailed and bushy? No, all right, never mind. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. You talk to John, you talk to Alyssa, you talk to Gene, you get your questions asked and answered. That's a really, really good way to go. It allows us to be the, literally, the freshest financial show on radio i like that the freshest we're we're freshest you want to talk about up to the moment because uh your agenda is our agenda we didn't think something up three weeks ago or if you're reading uh, some of the uh financial magazines six months ago they said you know what they really want to know you know because cryptocurrencies and inflation hedge that's what they want to know yeah okay a fresh show will tell you not so much, but we'll go into that here momentarily. So 610-720-7900. Emails work very well. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. These are all very, very effective ways to communicate. And, of course, if you'd like to share our show, it's easily done. Years past, not so much, but with the advent of modern technology and iHeartMedia, if you refer the folks that you care about to morethanmoneyonline.com, wherever they have internet access, whether it's on their mainframe, their workstation, their laptop, their uh, tablet, or their smartphone, they have access to More Than Money Live every Saturday morning. You go to more than moneyonline.com more than moneyonline.com hit the listen live button that magically appears every saturday morning right around this time as a matter of fact it'll disappear around 10 o'clock because when we go off air off it goes and you can share the show and share the results hmm results 
Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that more in a second, too. So 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. That covers the basis of how you might reach us today. We have fistful of emails. We have lots of updates on gifting regs and estate planning. We have lots of updates on travel and events. And then we have a really special update. Yes, we do. Big announcement. 905? 905. What happens then? At 905, we are going to tell our audience what they did (laughs) (laughs) when we had the Folds of Honor Radiothon last week. Mm -hmm. We had a fundraising goal, and we had a very high benchmark after last year's successful um, Radiothon. We're going to tell people how... How they did. Yeah, how we did let's, working and, together. And let's fess up right up front. Um, challenge. It was uh, from day one a real challenge. Uh, last year, you helped us raise $107,000. Part of that, 25000 of that, uh, came from the efforts of one gentleman connecting to one corporation, and they made just a magnificent difference. Uh, on them on their own, funding five Folds of Honor scholarships. And then they changed their mind. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, our uh, realistic goal dropped from 107 uh, to 82,000 bucks mm-hmm. if we were to match uh, last year. So um, tough, tough. Um, but Hey, nine Oh five, we'll find out. And, uh, actually I say, we'll find out Alyssa and I are kind of in the same boat as of yesterday afternoon, pledges, checks, cash contributions still coming in, Hmm. still coming in. Unbelievable. Megan put out, uh, the email blast and the social media blast yesterday that we were announcing it this morning. And I guess that shook the foundations of some folks and they went, wait a second, we're not in yet. And, and in they don't came. Don't forget me. Uh, yeah. And, and yes, in a very real sense, they're saying, don't forget me. Mm-hmm. They want to help. They want to help. So, um, nine Oh five, Bobby Gunther Walsh, the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind, Bobby Gunther Walsh. <laughs> oh, it's, that's, that's just normal. So, uh, stick with us. We hope that you will uh, will be here for 905. It's yeah. uh, a big announcement. And keep your fingers crossed as, uh, gosh, they're still counting. I can I can hear the the uh, the adding machine. Uh, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> the dollar a, bills. Those are drug lords. That's, oh. That thing where they count all the cash real yeah. quick? No, that's a drug lord. Oh, sorry. I got Apparently. confused. Well, you were just in this Sicily. So, oh, my goodness. These things happen. Uh, Nazareth football, not last night. No, we play tonight. Nazareth is at Freedom, Bethlehem School District Stadium at 7 p.m. Kickoff. Yeah. Excited? Um, I'm nervous. Nervous. <laughs> I am excited, but it's crazy how every game um, I, I feel nervous. <laughs> um, but it's, um, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. We're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, does Andrew get nervous? He, he very. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he does. Very. He's very excited, but also very nervous, and he gets what he calls 
locked in. Oh, <laughs> like, for I sure, know, mentally. I, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I saw him, you know, one game, one, one Friday before he left to go to the school for the game, and, and he was um, just not there, you know. And I'm mm. like, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just locked in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, don't let me unlock you. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. I tell you what, in a world dominated by, oh, my phone just rang. Hang on a second, I got a text. Squirrel, uh, focus the ability for somebody to actually concentrate on something for beyond about seven seconds. Mm-hmm. It's is, a challenge. It's it's a real challenge. So to get somebody who's who's developing the mental discipline to be locked in and to be focused and to stay focused for hours on end. Yeah. I think he's got a future. Um they have an interesting day today. So so no no game last night meant an extra day of practice this week. And then he got to go watch a football game last night. Now this morning they have a 9 a.m. wake up call, mm-hmm. which means they have to be at the field house at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we have team dinner at 3 p.m. Mm. Normally, we do the, the team dinner on the Thursday night before a Friday game. Today, they eat before mm. they get on the bus mm. and then 7 p.m. kickoff. So, well, uh, it's a long bus ride. It's got to be a oh. seven minutes, yeah. <laughs> nine minutes tops. Maybe 15. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the bus, you got to, it's a school bus. You got to drive slow. Right. Got it. So and there's that one detour. <laughs> so, so what are you feeding them at? Uh, at Chicken three? and pasta. That's what the trainers want them to eat. All right. Speaking of trainers, we had a request from one of our audience members. Uh, she is running in a half marathon tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And she has been advised by a good friend that she should carb load. Carbo load? Mm-hmm. Carb- what is it called? Um, I say carb load. Carb load? Yeah, I don't know. And she wasn't 100% sure what that meant. So if if she's running ridiculously long distances tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. which, how, what, what does carb loading mean? Um, it means eating a good meal, a, a carb-heavy meal um, the night before. And that's probably so, pasta. So, <laughs> pasta? Yeah, have a pasta meal tonight. And then my uh, recommended breakfast before um, a half marathon or a marathon would be um, like a bagel with some kind of protein, like peanut butter um, Mm. and a banana um, a couple hours before the race. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be a couple hours because there's going to be several trips to the facility. That's correct, yeah. Which is, uh, I think that's... uh, I think every athlete, especially if they're excited, if they're looking forward to an event, um, not to be, but uh, <laughs> in high school, particularly wrestlers are always concerned about making weight. Yeah. Never a problem. Nope. Never a problem. <laughs> Once the excitement kicked in. So, yeah, a couple hours before and then uh, calls of nature and then you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So pasta predominantly. Are there other carbs that are on that list? I mean, I mean anything, I, a whole grain. So eating like, um, you know, a whole wheat toast today, like that sweet, kind of sweet potato. Yeah. Cake. Pota- Sh- sweet well, potato sure. cake. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's never a bad idea. Okay. Um, right. But yeah. And just, you know, keeping away from greasy stuff today, mm. fatty stuff today, anything mm. that's going to upset stomach so um how about protein are we looking at uh, yeah. you, you want lean like yeah just not any like chicken fish fish yeah, yeah that's okay. all good yeah so if you know that your stomach will um be ha- you know agreeable. happy with yeah it. not yeah. too much dairy oh gotcha all right that, that all makes sense so 
Uh, hopefully uh, that uh, everyone out there that's preparing in exactly that way understands now carb loading and <laughs> good for good for them. 610-720-7900. So we covered Nazareth football. We covered carb loading. Um, we covered our 905. Um, we had a road trip this week. Or an air trip. <laughs> okay. It wasn't really a road trip. Uh, we were on the road a lot. Um, it's it's the universal reference. Oh, sorry. Goodness. I hear road trip. I think let's all pile in the car. We're and gonna be because driving. you were you were raised right. That's why. That's okay. why you you were you were not coddled as a child. We traveled now, this now, week. <laughs> now, now, now that you're now that you're being coddled by. More than money. We we travel first class air, head to Atlanta for? We were at a workshop with um, Strategic Financial Alliance, our um, broker dealer. But we always explain Strategic Financial Alliance to our clients as the folks who help us with compliance, make sure we're doing everything correctly that we need to do um, for regulatory you know, rules and all that good stuff. So we work very closely with them. Mm -hmm. It's part of they're part of our team. Strong they're partners based in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So we traveled to Atlanta for a mini conference. Like I said, they call it the fall workshop. When you say we, um, there were seven of us: Jean and Diane, if that is her real name, mm. and then um, myself, Mark, Greg, Chad, and Daryl. Wow! So all of the advisors and Diane. And we who is an advisor of in, taxes in, in, in a very real sense, uh, bridging between taxes and investments. That's right. Sure. We we work very closely with Diane on on behalf of our clients, like I did yesterday. Well, you do. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> bottom line. Huh? Um, she she had um, she found several of the sessions to be very useful for her too. Oh, absolutely. Because they were tax specific topics, mm -hmm. so um, it was great. Um, it was an opportunity for us to learn some things, uh, several things. There oh. were very relevant um, topics covered during this two-day session. Um, I was taking notes. I used one of those um, topics in a meeting with Diane yesterday to help one of my new clients. So it took you 24 whole hours to <laughs> apply something yeah. that we had learned? That's, yeah, that's I, fantastic. Yeah, and actually yes, yesterday I reached out to a client about something else that got Clarified. So it, it took you 12 great. whole hours to come back. It was worthwhile. Uh, both <laughs> of those topics that, that you're referencing that we discussed, yeah, uh, very specific. It's the kind of thing where is it a good radio topic? Not necessarily because it applies to like 1%, one half of 1%. Right. But for those folks it applies to, it's a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. And yes, Diane, if that is her real name, spends her day that's how she spends her day in the world of taxation and yet she was saying wait a second that's pretty interesting that's one little piece that's one little wrinkle that's one little opportunity again it's only going to apply on occasion but on those occasions um, difference by the way between uh, annuity salesmen uh, who sponsor radio shows non-stop because the annuity companies pay for them out of their um, immense profits um, and because they're earning six, seven, eight percent commissions uh, versus uh, 
investment advisors, uh, you can think the fishers of the worlds and the stockbrokers of the world who uh, of the world who are um, give me your money so I can invest it. Well, so the tax on I don't I can't talk to you about taxes. So my estate I can't I, uh, please call your attorney. <sighs> How wearisome. Uh, in our world, having that one new idea, that one uh, designated beneficiary, hmm. what is that called? Eligible designated beneficiary. Wow. <laughs> Eligible designated beneficiary of an inherited IRA. You're going, what? We kind of went, what as well? And then it became very useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar idea for donor advised funds. Mm-hmm. You go, donor advised funds. Did he say donut? Donut advice funds? I heard donut. It's Dunkin', the donut? It, Dunkin donut is the custodian. <laughs> Sour, nut. Sour, oh, <laughs> nut. Ah, even better. Even better. Maple bacon. Are you kidding me? That's just crazy. Uh, nut is your custodian <laughs> for your donut advised fund. Uh, the opportunity to have a tremendous impact on an organization that you really care about. Wow. Um, wow. You know what else was really useful during that session mm. or the, the two days? I, we actually kicked it off with, uh, for me, a Women Advisors Network meeting. So it was, We have not talked about that. No, and the topic of this was particularly relevant. That's why I'm bringing it up. So Strategic Financial Alliance brings women together, women advisors, but also their female employees in home office because mm. they do a lot to support us and, you know, our clients. And um, we get together occasionally to talk about things that are relevant, especially relevant for us as um, women in this industry. But the topic of our luncheon presentation was serving women and women investors. Wow. And Fidelity presented it. Mm -hmm. They had done some research, a survey, and, and they were asking women about their investment styles. Mm. And it was talking about the women who are do-it-yourselfers versus the ones who just want some verification, if you mm. will, like that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, and confirmation. The, yep. And then the ones who are like, I don't want anything mm. to do with this. And really what what became the most important part of the conversation that the presentation sparked was about making sure that women are part of the conversation <sighs> and are comfortable because mm. – uh, so many of the people in this room had stories about couples who came in to meet with them to talk about their retirement planning, where the the man in the relationship would say, like, he's got this under control. Mm. He was the one who was talking and mm. the woman would not say anything mm. or say she doesn't really understand any of this. Mm. And, um, and a couple people were telling us stories about how the wife would just end up just agreeing to do whatever the mm. husband said mm. that he wanted to do because... He knows more about it and it's his thing. Mm. And we talked about how important it is to make sure that women are empowered as part of that conversation. Vitally important. Yes. And I mean, that's always something as a woman myself that I've made a priority when sitting across from a husband and wife to make sure I'm speaking to both of them. So you're playing the woman card now is what you're saying. No. You're playing the woman. <laughs> Actually, she not only is, is Alyssa not playing the woman card, I will play the... Identi- I self-identify as a woman on occasion card. Uh, one of the most valuable skills 
that I have acquired over 780 years of being a financial advisor is the skill to tap into my, forgive the phrase, feminine side, <laughs> which might not be so obvious. Thank you very much. Well, unless you're at the beach, but that's another story for another time. Um, it is incredibly important as a financial advisor, and this goes out to all the financial advisors listening. We have a tremendous number who listen every Saturday to get ideas to use for their clients. Good. You're welcome. Thank you. This is fantastic. We can't handle everybody, so we need quality financial advisors out there. And if they are getting their training from us, we are thrilled to have that happen. And if you're in front of an advisor going, you're thinking about Gene and MTM, I, I listen to them every week and I get good ideas from them. Good. Congratulate them and, and maybe give them an attaboy. Um, the, the idea uh, 780 years ago, uh, the stereotypical financial advisor was an old white guy who told you what to do. Mm. And nothing could be further from the... Uh, relationship you should have with your financial advisor than an old white guy telling you what to do. Now, it, it can still be an old white guy or an old black guy or an old brown guy. It doesn't matter. That color part doesn't matter. It can still be an old guy. If that old guy is willing to be in touch with his, some would say feminine side, some would say intuitive side, maybe it's just a function of um, developing their listening skills. Mm -hmm. Compassion, respect. Uh, oh, respect. That's a great word because it is, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I'm not. I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm absolutely right. I could be wrong. I'm not. Um, it's disrespectful to a um, any individual. It's not just women sitting back and letting the men do it. We've got a percentage of married couples who come in. Well, she handles it. I'm not really sure. interested. Yeah. So which whichever is the spouse that is not taking the primary lead, it's disrespectful to the to the spouse who is kind of taking uh, sitting a, back, sitting and, back and, a yeah. bit to not uh, not provide them with the respect and tools that they need to understand. And at some points, rarely, uh, the person taking the lead will go. They're not interested. Just talk to me. And that's a pretty big red flag for me. Mm -hmm. That's not a couple I want to work with. No, it's um, that's problematic because you end up uh, getting kind of in the middle. You could get in the middle of things or end up making choices that aren't necessarily good for the other person. But you don't know that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and not in there. It's a plural I understand that pronouns now are used in a bastardized way. I get that. I'm meaning it in a yeah, literal more way. More than one person. They. It is, <laughs> we're there to pro pro provide them yeah. with the very best counsel that we can. Um, one of the things I always make a point to say when someone at the end of a first meeting and they say, well, what, what next? What, how, what oh, do we yeah. do? I say, go home and talk about it. Mm, very I good. want to make sure that they're on the same page. And if they didn't have a chance to ask a question, that they, they didn't speak up or whatever, I want them to talk about it uh, and be in agreement fabulous. before moving forward. You know, fabulous. So you must have learned that from somebody really good. I think you taught me that. Jim. Yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we encourage people to pray about it. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. We have a, a young gentleman right now we've been interviewing. He may decide to join us. That would be wonderful. 
he may decide not to join us. That would be wonderful. And uh, I'm, I'm impressed. He, uh, he communicates with us that he is trying to be as thoughtful and prayerful as he can be. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks are, I think they're thrown a curveball when we say, go home and talk about it, think about it, be prayerful. It, you, you don't want me to hurry up and sign something today? Should we sign something? Do you, should I write you a check? How much did today cost? I've heard that question a many lot, times. A yep. lot. And you go, no, Nothing. no, no, pump your brakes, <laughs> take a deep breath. This is a process. Mm-hmm. And the process of the, the, the end result of the process, if we are lucky, for me is to have a 20 year relationship with a new client Mm -hmm. for Alyssa. It's to have a 40 year relationship (laughs) with a new client. And if you're going to have a long-term relationship, you don't walk into a bar and go, Hey, you want to get married? (laughs) What? doesn't usually work. Well, it may work in a, for a very brief period of time, but the reality is if you want a long-term relationship, you got to, Take your time, be thoughtful, be prayerful, make sure you're making good choices. Uh, 9.05, our um, Folds of Honor Radiothon announcement. Bobby Gunther Walsh in the studio. It's going to be, uh, well, keep your fingers crossed. Counting going on. I can hear the accounting machines in the background. There's a lot of green eye shades being used. Uh, what? Again, that's the uh, that's the drug cartels. That <laughs> yeah, that's made, a reference I don't get. That's because <laughs> you wi- that's why that to me on the break. That's why you got forty years to go instead of twenty <laughs> years to go. And very important information about inflation. Very important information about inflation in the eight thirty segment. So nowhere to go. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Hey, if you can announce it to the beat, that's. Six one zero seven two zero seven nine hundred. In my mind, that was really good. Uh, your questions, your concerns, your needs after this on more than money. <laughs> that down. I don't like this song. <laughs> I don't like that song. And Forever Young, I don't like that song. Jeans all bent like, out of uh, shape because I don't like that the Who song. That Eminence Front. <laughs> I don't like that song. And now uh, I'm getting all this attitude about it. Do you like Stevie Wonder's Superstition? I love it. Yeah, we're not playing that anymore. <laughs> that's, that's done. I didn't say that uh, you can't uh, like it. I don't like that song. <laughs> I'm entitled to my opinion. Do you people hear uh, what I have to put up with? <laughs> Where's where's Pee Wee Herman when I need him? Uh, Pee Wee, if you could call in, we could use. Oh my! Pee Wee listens on a Saturday morning. You think? Well, Mark does. I hope he does. Yeah. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at ask. No, forget that. Gene at askmtn.com. More than money online.com. See if she even gets to talk anymore. Um, 
Email from Robert, practicing CPA. I do not offer financial advice, but I listen almost every week, learn a lot of things that help me in my practice. Well, thank you very much. Oh, and we are very, very you. happy about that. Um, we've actually, over the years, had a number of people take us aside and said, you realize. And in some cases, these are competitive financial advisors who are a little snarky. You realize that you're giving away all the good stuff and I listen in and just use it for my clients. And so you'll never be able to take my clients. And they think they've put one over on us. And you go, ah, bless you. I'm, that's fantastic. But for the most part, and again, we live in the Lehigh Valley. We're so blessed. The vast majority of the folks that we deal with are wonderful. They're just wonderful people, including the folks in our industry. There are exceptions. There are companies that as soon as I hear the word, I go, you've got to leave them. You have got to leave them. And you've got to leave them like today, not tomorrow. It's one of those, wow, they, they just are not worthy of your trust. That's a very small percentage. It, the huge percentage, huge majority, I, I don't know, 70, 80% of the financial advisors that we bump into, they're wonderful and they're really committed. Are they as skilled? I don't know. Are they as knowledgeable? Not really sure. Are they as committed to the welfare of their clients as we are? I think they are. I think they absolutely are. And I'll be blunt. Uh, we are not a national firm. We're not Rick Edelman. We're not, uh, who's the, oh, Ken Fisher. Uh, we're not, we're, and we don't try to be. So we can't, pot, we don't have the capacity to handle absolutely everybody. We can't. So we are reliant on wonderful professionals like Bob and others to help. And if we can help you, if you're a financial professional and you run into a pickle and, uh, we can be uh, useful to help you with your clients. That would be great. 905, Bobby Gunter-Walsh joins us in the studio for the Folds of Honor Radiothon uh, results. Uh, we traveled to Atlanta this week. Nazareth football is at Freedom tonight. We're going to hear about changes in or, or clarifications in gifting relative to estates. We're going to get clarifications uh, about inherited IRAs, eligible designated beneficiaries. Those are the folks that uh, are in charge of driving the IRAs. <laughs> All right. That somehow I got confused. You're designated um, any. Uh, good, good point. A um, <laughs> couple things that we're going to talk about momentarily. Uh, inflation. Really, really big deal. I want to share with you some thoughts of a very good friend of mine who has written a great article about it and then give you some information relative to inflation that you should be aware of. Um, ran into, uh, I'll save that. I'll save that. Um, Atlanta, we had a very special experience the last afternoon we were in Atlanta. Yes, we did. And so we talked about everything we learned and the kind of the work mm -hmm. part, but when we're together, we also always have fun. And that even includes, you know, in between workshop sessions, but we had a special meal, um, before we left Atlanta, we went to a restaurant called Pascal's. Mm -hmm. It's a Southern cuisine Oof. special mm. restaurant. Mm. And one of Jean and Diane's clients yes. has family ties Absolutely. to the, the founders, founders and the existing Pascal owners or the, or the, the founders? That the, 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 the founders I have both passed. Okay. So the existing owners are either family that beneficiaries or the corporation itself has continued. Mm. Um, but the Pascals, uh, I think James and Robert, uh, founded it. Unbelievable. 
What a, what a story. What a magnificent story. I mean, how long has that restaurant been operating? If I understand right, late 50s, early 60s is when they started modestly, like incredibly modestly. Like they were delivering food to people. They didn't have... No, a... they had a, a, a place where you could sit, but they had no kitchen. Uh, okay. So he so they... was... One of the brothers was cooking in his kitchen at the house, yes. jumping in the taxi and bringing the food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, they did whatever they needed to do, whatever. They, this, it is, it is a classic American story. It is a classic American success story. It's a classic entrepreneurial success. Mm -hmm. You do what you have to do. Make it work. 17 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were willing to do that. And, and they evolved from very modest to reasonably modest, the a motel with a restaurant, and then to um, become one of the hubs of the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King, and uh, and the the individuals that surrounded him in their efforts to uh, uh, to to free so many, hmm. including our country, the soul of our country. Um, Pascal's was was their headquarters for two reasons. Number one, it was a safe haven. Number two, the food was killer. And it's still is. Oh, it's incredible. I guess they're famous for their fried chicken. And so many other things. Sure, catfish. And, oh, and Daryl uh, had the catfish. In and it uh, awesome. uh, sweet potato cake, peach cobbler. Mm. Are you kidding me? That was crazy. Fried green tomatoes. Yes. Oh, um, the shrimp. Shrimp and grits. Uh, and the shrimp and grits. Uh, just... The food was awesome, but the, the, the space is beautiful. Um, and this was the first time I saw one of those robot waiters in operation. So we're sitting at our table and here comes this robot. It's like a, it almost looked like a cart or like, you know, when like the, next to the hospital bed, those trays. Yes. It looked like that, but it was carrying all of our plates of food and it had like, it was double decker, right? I think sure. it had a tray in the top and a tray kind of midway up the contraption. And it was just driving down the aisle toward our table it made a little turn to go around a I have chair no idea how they <laughs> how did it know it was going to our table i mean did magic they must have like exactly programming expel experianus uh, yeah, i don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know so they did a magic Where's spell Hermione? with the harry potter wand our, and then the food uh, arrived our waitress was wonderful yeah. a wonderful young lady we were treated beautifully beautifully we um, showed up with all of our luggage and we're like can we put our suitcase and they went sure somewhere? yeah we got a spot for you over here absolutely yeah because we seven of us well eight of us because we, yes, we had a guest stay with us we had a guest and uh the 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 service was fabulous the food was incredible being part of history and the fact that it was connected to uh to our dear friend b and our our great friend kenny that it made it extra special yeah. extra special but to be Again, part of history to to have a legacy um, presented to you like that, and that and on the walls of the restaurant they had tremendous images, and and then they had the history of the mm -hmm. the restaurant. So uh, I've read the book. Uh, B was kind enough to give me a copy of the book about Pascals, and uh, I read that a couple of years back. But but anybody can walk in and in five minutes here uh, just scan the the history and go, wow, this is a very very special place. And then they feed you <laughs> to the point that you go, I have died and gone to heaven. This is food heaven. We had t time. Thankfully. Between, yes, yeah. between when the workshop ended and our plane um, was taking off. So we got to spend like two hours there. It was nice. 
a nice afternoon. Uh, wonderful. Uh, and again, um, in our financial advisory world, um, in our financial advisory profession, there are lots of ways to approach things. And uh, in recent memory, especially with and after the pandemic, there are lots of journal articles about uh, in tremendously successful financial advisors who never meet their clients. And, and, and every time I look at that, I go, what? Oh, look at me. I'm so special because I can live and pick anywhere in the world. I, I can live in Austin, Texas, and I never meet my clients. They're all around the country. I do everything by Zoom and by phone, and I never meet them, and I never really interact. And it's all on my schedule. It's all about me. And that is one of the saddest commentaries on the me generation that I've ever heard. And it, it absolutely eviscerates, which is, Brett will use that tomorrow, uh, <laughs> eviscerates the opportunity, just cuts right out of the practice, the personal connection that would allow you to travel a thousand miles away and walk into a restaurant and feel connected mm. and feel grateful to your clients and feel the history and feel the legacy, it, it, it eliminates that opportunity. Last, a week ago Friday, uh, in our More Than Money World headquarters, we had the experience of Ginger Ravella being interviewed mm -hmm. about her husband Troy saving 60 um, uh, military personnel on the ground in Iraq. And sitting next to Gunther during the interview was a gentleman whose son was on the ground. He was one of the 60 that Troy, sacrificing his life, saved. And he went on in his military career to save countless other soldiers, some of whom have connected to his parents, connected to his mom even just recently and said, your son saved my life. By the way, let me introduce you to my son I named after your son. And your heart just sings. It is joyful. Or you can be in Kansas City and just dial up the phone and hope people give you money. <laughs> what, a, what a sad existence that is. And a, and, a, and, a, and a real perversion of what we're supposed to be as financial advisors. Fortunately... All right, I'm a little prejudiced, mm -hmm. but I think we're doing it right. And and again, thanks to being Kenny, thanks to the Pascals, thanks for, gosh, it was fantastic. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene at askmtm.com. Uh, inflation, uh, we hit a real speed bump this week when the inflation numbers came out. Instead of going down, they went up. Yeah. That kind of stunk. It was and disappointing. Very disappointing to us, very disappointing to the markets. Now, the markets really got trashed for one day. Yeah. And they've held reasonably solid for the balance. And part of that is there's something really important coming up in just a few weeks. And either the election will pump, put the brakes on a lot of this inflationary issue, um, put the brakes on more government spending measured in the trillions that just pumps um, extra cash into the economy, uh, stimulus into an economy with one of the lowest unemployment rates in history. 
we have to give people more money so that so that they don't have to work because they're in desperate need. There are no jo- what? We have ten jobs for everybody looking. Literally, ten jobs for everybody looking. If you want to work, you can work. The accommodations that are being made for people who want to work. In the past, it would be you show up, you do what you're told, you go home. Now it's you want to work from home? We'll work around it. <laughs> uh, one of our, our closest friends, really, really great guy, been a client of ours for years, came out of a major corporation here in the Valley, retired for all intents and purposes the last three or four years, just got offered a job he couldn't say no to from a company based in Houston. So you said, gosh, I'm going to miss him. He's going to move. He's not moving. He's working from home. Great income, great benefits. Yeah, he'll travel to Houston once a month for a couple of days. What a lovely thing to do now that you don't have to wear a mask everywhere. Yeah, right. Travel's getting more reasonable. But work from home, have a great income, have great benefit package. If, if you want to work, allow the capitalistic system to work. Don't pay people. My good friend, Lou Walker, Lewis Walker, he is a consummate gentleman. Been a financial advisor for a very long time. He was in the military in the 60s, served in Vietnam. And now, my condolences to Lou, uh, lost his wife just a few weeks ago. Uh, but he wrote an article called The 1.89 Millionaire Next Door. And I won't read the article to you. I hate when people who host radio shows do that. I think that's really uh, not uh, terribly entertaining or terribly informative. But I will summarize this as saying this. Uh, Many, many, many years ago, lots of you will remember a book called The Millionaire Next Door. It was uh, published just before Alyssa was born. (laughs) So um, uh, the the, uh, uh, Thomas Stanley, who wrote the book, was a gentleman I met many times, fascinating, intelligent. And the premise of his book was really very simple. Millionaire status in America many years ago, still to this day, uh, it's one to be sought. It's one to be admired. It's one to aspire to. If you have a million bucks, you've held on to a lot of money. Does, does it mean you can fly Lear jets and, and travel around the world uh, every other month? No. But does it mean you've accomplished a great deal? And when the average American retires with Social Security and 60,000 bucks, yeah, having a million bucks is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Lewis uh, took that idea and looked at the current inflation, an incredibly high, 50-year high. Uh, Jimmy Carter, the only person happy about that because now he's the second worst president ever, um, is looking at this and saying, um, it's been a long time since he wrote The Millionaire Next Door. What would it take? Well, uh, using an average inflation rate of 2.4%, not the 8.4 that we have been blessed with with our current administration, but 2.4 now 24, 26 years later, uh, you would need $1.89 million. And again, Thomas Stanley found that the folks who were millionaires were not the folks that you thought they were. They're not the uh, Hollywood stars you see on TV, of course, some of them are, uh, but that represents literally two tenths of one percent. The vast majority, the sixty, the seventy, the eighty percent of the Amer- millionaires in America, live next door to you. Mm-hmm. 
and they have worked very, very hard for their ho- the whole of their lives, but they're frugal mm-hmm. and they, they hung on to some money and, and they didn't hang on to it. Like I'm only going to spend a dollar. And I'm going to save my entire salary. No, they saved 10, 12, 15% of their income. Mm-hmm. And over many, many years, they became millionaires. And with the opportunity now uh, for, um, gosh, what, 2 million maybe being the, the 2 million heir next door, uh, being the, uh, um, the target, um, I think Lou has written an article that's, it, 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 it's fascinating and fantastic. If you would like a copy of the article, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com, we will absolutely get that to you. I mention that for two reasons. Number one, because Lewis is a good friend, and I think the article is so beautifully written and, and, and appropriate and timely inflation. Yeah, it is. It's definitely relevant right now. Um, the other reason I mention it is because too many of you have money that is super safe, but it is losing ground at a tremendous pace and it's silent. You're, you're not, you're not seeing the debit on your bank statement. You're saying I have a hundred thousand dollars in my account. I'm very, very excited because this month they gave me $3 of interest. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Don't, don't spend it all in one place. <sighs> well, actually spend it all in one place. Cause what the hell else are you going to do with it? <laughs> um, bottom line is, one half of 1%, 500 bucks a year, 40 bucks a month, you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing. It's worse than that. Uh, because of current fiscal policies with inflation over 8%, at the end of one year, you have made $500 in interest and you have lost $8,000 in purchasing power. Let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, gasoline prices, yeah, they're way, way high. We get that food prices way, way high. It's everywhere, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better, according to recent reports. We pray that the inflation rate will start to drop more quickly. I pray every day that that will happen. Uh, His will, but wow, Uh, because the Federal Reserve is hell-bent on making it worse and hell-bent on driving our economy lower, uh, putting more people out of work. FedEx just announced layoffs and shutdowns, and this is, this is going to be a struggle. Or not. Or not. People in power have the authority, they have the ability to make this different, to make this different. But if you're sitting with $100,000 today in the bank, making one-half of 1%, losing 8%, you are rapidly being uh, eviscerated uh, financially. And you need to at least give yourself the chance to match inflation. At least the chance. And a lot of folks are saying, well, so where do we go? Uh, the, the two items that are most often, most often being sold, that's the right word, sold as inflation hedges, gold, Bitcoin. Those are the two we hear most often. Um, Several Bitcoin experts, and there are so many today, because who's to challenge you? Right. Um, Hey, I'm a Bitcoin expert. Okay, I I know I'm not. I know a lot about Bitcoin. I I know a lot about cryptocurrency. I know a lot about blockchain. I know a lot. Am I an expert? I don't think so. 
So when you announce you are, I go, okay. Take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) And the experts in January are going, you have got to pile into Bitcoin. You have got to get in. It is an inflation hedge. Okay, how has that worked in a year where we've had the highest inflation in 50 years? Bitcoin has dropped 58% while inflation is at an all-time high. 58%, not in a year, in under nine months. It has dropped $28,000 per coin as an inflation hedge. So let me think. Yeah, your your original investment would have been what uh, forty eight thousand or so. Uh, inflation would strip about four grand out of that, and you've lost twenty eight. So you've lost thirty two thousand dollars of value against the forty eight thousand dollar investment. What a gloriously fine yeah, it, result that is. That is that bad? I'm thinking. I'm just well. Where's the green eye shades? Because I've got to pull some levers <clears throat> on the accounting side. So gold is. Uh, Always. It's, they're not making any more of it. Actually, they are. They're mining it on a near continuous basis, 24-7. But bottom line is it's an inflation. Always been a storehouse of value. It's always been. Uh, gold is down 7.8% for the year mm. in an inflationary environment. Again, you had 100 grand in gold to start the year. It's now down to 92, and it's lost another $8,000 in purchasing value this really doesn't work. So inflation, big time challenge, big time issue, and one that absolutely is not uh, being addressed by either cryptocurrency or uh, precious metals. Commodities of all kinds right now are down for the year. Real estate struggling. 30-year mortgage rates just crossed average 6%. Oh, wow. So for lots of you, uh, who are in the market or were in the market, or maybe you're in the market on the sell side, the golden era of, I'll just put on the market on Tuesday and I'll have five excess above asking price by Friday. Mm, what they say, oh yeah, that ship may have sailed. That ship may have sailed, at least temporarily. And just a few weeks from now, what, about seven weeks for the election? Uh, yeah, I guess. Something like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um, either, hey, light at the end of the tunnel, or, woo, it got really dark. Uh, And a lot of it's going to depend on you. A lot of it's going to depend on your willingness to get up, go out, vote. All right, I get it. State of Pennsylvania, you you don't even have to do that. You just have to stuff a box down on the corner. Um, Gosh. It doesn't matter. Just cast your ballot one way or another. uh, (laughs) Cast your ballot and then... And, and pray at a at a very substantial rate. Pray. You like this song? Sounds pretty good, yeah. I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love all these songs. They're really great. The one song I wanted her to like. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com, more than money online.com. In just minutes, Bobby Gunter Walsh joins us in the studio as we talk about Radiothon, Folds of Honor results. Back after this on More Than Money.
even more right this moment. Uh, the good Lord be with all of you. What a result indeed. Thank you so much. Uh, we welcome to the studio both uh, your host, Alyssa Young, your sad but semi-effective sidekick, Mr. Gene Dickinson, but uh, radio host extraordinaire, Mr. Bobby Gunther Walsh. Yeah. How are you, brother? Good, good. Reminds me of Kermit Wetzel, the way you said that, remember? The farmer that used to call me? Kermit Wetzel? Kermit Wetzel, the dairy farmer. That dairy, yeah. I'll would, probably come up and smell my dairy air. Come on up and smell my dairy air, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you said extraordinary, for some reason I thought of dairy air. Uh, it's, it works. Yeah. I see how you did that. Yeah. That's what you call your segue. Yeah, help me help, the way, help. Come on up and oh, smell Oh, look, somebody dairy. called. You have to go down and greet them at the door. <laughs> Just pretend you're Joe Biden and smell my dairy. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sacrificing good taste for accuracy. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, my apology. No, I'm not. Please. That's why God invented off switches on radios. Yeah. Gonna, I think I've had enough of this guy. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Don't let the don't let the screen door hit you in your derriere. Yeah, there you on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of a it, it feels kind of weird to be seeing each other in the studio. I know, because we were on the road all the week. Road, yeah, yeah, that that was a heck of a week. Uh, I got to tell you, our, those sponsors on the road could not have been more accommodating. Unbelievable. Uh, just just breathtaking. Um, you and I could probably fill the next hour with stories of both sponsors and, and, and listeners and guests and, and generosity. The list goes uh, on and on. But there's a lot of people waiting uh, to hear how we did, and we've already uh, kind of let folks know that this was um, an unusual year. It was a difficult and challenging year because last year was magnificent. All of you were magnificent. We raised $107,000 last year, um, but we had one sponsor that gave us twenty-five, and they dropped out, went a different direction. We'll say that. So... Um, Folds kind of made the executive decision that they would readjust our target and hopefully raise eighty thousand um, dollars. Thanks to the generosity of everybody out there, we met that goal. Oh wow, that's great! So fantastic! That's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, all right, we exceeded it just a little bit. All right, it may have been more than just a little bit. And this check you just gave me, money keeps coming in. So. It's, it's, I kept saying to Connie, what's our total? You mean as of this moment? Because the checks come in and, and people who made pledges, oh, they're on it. The checks not, are. Not only are they on it, I told Gene, we just said this out in the hallway. Yeah, talking to the microphone. Animals in distress told me one year, even with some people not paying the pledges, mm -hmm. and that's very few. It's like oh. less than 1% oh. of the people don't pay. Well, right. It's like probably a half a percent of even that. Sure. It's like she'll say, well, 10 people didn't pay mm -hmm. out of 1,000. Mm -hmm. And she'll say, so did we make the, the there was $205,000 mm -hmm. pledge. How much did we get? 211. What? Uh -huh. Yeah, they gave people, some people sent in more than they pledged. Every year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Connie keeps, you guys are amazing. Uh, uh, Connie Palaha in our office, uh, Every year I, I bemoan the fact that when Gunther's in the world headquarters, I got to get up at 3.30. Yeah. 
Yes, I got to be there before we go on air, of course. Connie's always there before I am. Yeah. And she stays way later because usually I'm face down in my soup by about noon uh, and uh, is very, very attentive, not just to recording, but to reaching out and, and providing easy ways for folks. But every single year we collect more than we're, that are, than is pledged. Yeah. So it's, fan, it's the people it's, we, we are blessed. Yeah, our listeners the, are exceptional. just the best. So, uh, with a check that Gunther handed me just moments ago, one hundred and eleven thousand five hundred. So we broke last year's record without the twenty-five thousand dollars. One hundred and eleven thousand and a brand new five hundred dollars. Thank you so much, ISP Office Solutions. Fantastic! Wow. Our audience. Oh, you, you, they're breathtaking. They're breathtaking. It's wow. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. And you know, we want to get this charity up to some of the others because we are helping military and they deserve it. And it is going in that direction. Every year it's been more. And uh, and I just, I can't wait till the, it's 200,000 because <laughs> oh, they deserve too. it. Oh, they absolutely And do. you heard those stories. They were uh, gut-wrenching. Uh, uh, on our show last week, uh, we, we talked to Allie. Um, tremendous mm-hmm. young woman. Oh my goodness! He's and, great. And Jen, her story just blew us away. On now, uh, to be fair, your morning show audience is slightly larger than our Saturday audience, ten times. <clears throat> All right, slightly large, twenty times. I, it's, it's big. Um, so yeah, we expect big things mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Saturday last year was the first year we did this where we actually took calls and uh, we thought, all right, we'll pick up an extra 500, maybe a thousand bucks. This year we picked up $7,000. That's amazing. Amazing. Really good. Um, so many of our sponsors are business partners. They're, they're, they're priceless. Uh, starting with Vinart and they support us. Everything. Everything. Every charity, but they couldn't wait to open. Those so we get there. Jeff gets there at four o'clock. He's they, they made sure he gets set up on Labor Day, mm. so he didn't have to get up as early. Mm-hmm. But they were there. Billy Wright was there at four o'clock. I got there at four thirty. He's already rocking and rolling, and and then Andy shows up, and they can't. Well, they can't wait to be on, and they just love that we're there, and they love that we're broadcasting. And it's not about bringing people. They love the buzz in the dealership because mm. they love. But, but it's just they're excited. They love doing this. I it's like so many of my listeners. It's thank you for the opportunity, uh, and they really mean it. How I, many times I, have you heard that? Yeah. And when I call Andy Wright, it's not. <sighs> it's like oh yeah yeah. Yeah, when was the last time he said to you, let's see if it's in the budget? I can't remember. Never. I, you know, even, and he's had every excuse. The car dealers have had every excuse, <laughs> and he certainly, and he could have said, he never. Speaking never of folks flinched. who could have said, we really can't. Hotel Bethlehem. Yeah, with all that they've been through. Oh, and yet, Bruce. Oh, my gosh. The money he gave and then his staff gave. Unbelievable. Incredible. We started the ground running there with over $2,500 just from them alone and matching money, mm-hmm. which was unexpected. And that was amazing. And that was just a great experience. And then the Ritz. And uh, there's a guy there. His name is Barry. And he is the, I guess, maybe he's the manager. What an incredible attitude. Hmm. Just humble as could be. And, and he gave money. He didn't even tell me. Then he shows up at Relic Hunter and gave more money. 
the the Ritz is um, Americana. Oh. The Ritz is a throwback. It is a modest facility with magnificent people. It is a humble appearance with a fantastic impact. The number of people that walk through that door who just walked up and go, I just want to help anonymous. Just please don't say anything. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. And, and would literally disappear. Like here's an envelope and run and you open the envelope and it's a hundred dollar bill or a $500 or it's an unbelievable. The people who came to Ritz. Yes. I, we raised at the Ritz in person over $5,000. Uh, it was, I wasn't counting on the phone. It was wow. staggering. It was staggering yeah. and just fantastic. Yeah. And of course, um, the Ritz and, and, and I guess Earl Wens. Yeah. Yeah. They combine yeah. And, and combine. He walks in with a thousand and soft spoken guy. Yeah. Just a great guy. Yeah. First time I had a chance to meet him. Yeah. After hearing about him on your show for mm-hmm. years and years and years. And just one of those kind of guys we're hoping to get him on our PBS show. Six generations. 175 years this year. Unbelievable. And he's so laid back. It was like he was born to do, because you're dealing with people who are suffering, uh, dying, uh, death, you uh, know, and as Earl Wynn's monuments. And he's got just the disposition to sit there and be kind. And listen, he's just a, he probably talks 5% and people talk to him 95%. And he was, that's his gift. Uh, and, and you can tell, I, I met him for the first time, and within two minutes, I'm like, oh, this is a guy I just, I'm, I'm at peace with. Yes. I'm at peace with. And, and, and we're on the same vibration. It's just, wow. And, and he brings you to a peaceful vibration. Yeah, he brings you down. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That doesn't bring you down. No, no, no. Psychologically, he just reduces calms, your yeah. stress, reduces your anxiety. Very and, calming. And, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Relic Hunter. Yeah, Gerard, what do you want to do on the first break? Because, you know, he's going to try to yeah, sell some promo. guns. Yeah. Oh, I really would like to give $1,000. <laughs> that was his first thing. I want to give $1,000. Okay, you want to talk? No, I want to give the $1,000 first. Let's just, just kick this off with $1,000. Sure. And he set the tone yes. for the entire day. That was a flood. Case. For the entire day. Yeah. 7000 I think if he doesn't do that, we yeah. get two or three. Yeah. And and you say, well, what's an extra four or five? It's a scholarship. It's a student. It's it's a spouse. It's a child going to college that would not have gone to college. That's going to a Christian school that would have not gone to a Christian school. It's getting preschool training because they need it. It's it's, it's so having much. the ability to say to somebody who feels abandoned, "You're not." Oh. Mm. How you often, not, how often was that? Not forgotten. That's right. That was the undercurrent of every interview you yes. did. I, uh, goodness, uh, Relic Hunter was a tremendous experience. We had the blessing of, it was gorgeous. It was. Yeah. So many good people there. Not just Gerard and his team, but the people who oh, visited gosh, us. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. This young lady's seventh grade teacher was there. <laughs> Folks that I met. 15 years ago and haven't seen since came up. Hey, uh, we, we want to be part of this. This is, this is a value system that we really want to be part of. Um, we had a guy that drives to Schuylkill Haven uh, up in Schuylkill County every day. He needed to drive over to Relic Hunter like a hole in the head, but he drove over there to give us money. Uh, on his seven, and his day off, he's driving. He's like he probably drove a half hour at least to get to us. Oh, nice. Hand in a check and say hello. Um, hmm. now we, uh, we skipped over Friday. Well, that was you. 
No, it's not me. It was Connie. It was your team. Uh, more than money team. What? Uh, all right, I'm going to have a hard time on this. Well, that was good because Gene said to me, I'm here if you need me. Don't worry about getting me on. I'm here if you need me. But if, just do your thing and if you need me. And I was at the Ritz oh. in tears. <clears throat> and I and he, I looked at him and I got tears streaming down my face. And he knew I needed him. And he just <laughs> jumped in. So I'm here because I get it, man. It's, there's certain things that you just hit you <sighs> when you realize... Well, the, the the story I was hearing was just, just so gut wrenching. But then the other cases, sometimes you're in tears because you realize how blessed you are with oh. a great staff. You you mm. realize, oh my God, am I you blessed, lucky? I can't believe these people care about me this much, my business this much, what I care about this much. I can't believe my team, my staff, is invested and wants this to succeed like they do. God, what did I do to deserve this? You must be reading my mind. Right. That's yeah. exactly how I feel, and. I mentioned it before, but it's it's a it's a small thing, but it isn't. When I show up at O Dark Thirty, and Connie's already there, and moments later, uh, everybody starts working their way in, and my team uh, uh, across the board, and 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 whether you're talking about Alyssa, if that is her real name, uh, Mark and Greg and and uh, is Mark and, the one that comes in here occasionally? On occasion, yes. He's got such a great disposition. Oh, he really does. Mr. Positive Energy. Oh, he really does. Uh, Greg and Chad, uh, gosh, Sue and Stephanie, uh, Diane, of course, if that is her real name. Melissa. The two of you, I'm not really sure. Uh, Melissa, of course. Um, your daughter, Jake, your daughter does that. Well, that's that's what I'm leading up to because oh, everybody's, to that, yeah. no, everybody's just jumping in that day. It's all about, and they're very competitive. Boom, grab the phone. Grab, boom, grab the phone. Which is why Tammy, by the way, is such a thorn in everyone's side. She seems nice, but <laughs> she, she has spidey sense. She answers the phone before it rings. And then everybody's going, shit, that was mine. That's, and they get really, and if they get a, good, a, a, a great response or a thank you, oh, their hearts just sing. So for that day... I don't know how we exist without them. I really don't. And they took calls the entire week. So every single day, every single event, they were taking calls. But Megan started months ago mm -hmm. and has been the foundation that we've built on that has kept us on track. Not that you and I could ever get off track. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Excuse Squirrel? What? <laughs> Uh, has kept us on track with meetings, kept us on track with organization, kept us on track with uh, technology and with banners and with social media and just kept us on track. Um, I, I, I do not even want to consider what might have been without her help. It was above and beyond. And yes, in the interest of full disclosure and transparency and all that other kind of crap, yeah, she's my daughter. Get that doesn't matter doesn't matter what she did fantastic um so we, we've we've thanked a lot of people there's um Philly's charities stepped up big time oh my goodness i couldn't believe we got that money and then also anheuser-busch anheuser -Busch stepped and the, up big time and new jersey bar owners and yes. vendors and yes. just huge money um a lot if not all of it coordinated core co Organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
That was a struggle. Quite, quite. Uh, from Norman? Foster Brooks. I can't <laughs> recognize. Foster Brooks. Yeah. Who's the best? Yeah. Was a funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Google it. You'll you'll yeah. enjoy it. Um, Beth Simmons. Yeah. Is one of the most organized people we know, and her skills on the coordinating matching money. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And we had so much matching money this year. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, the word match is magic. The word, and why not? We had a young lady come in yesterday, gave us a check. Am I still able to get this matched? Yes, you are. And it just makes people so happy. Relatively small number becomes a really nice number. A nice number becomes a great number. Great numbers are flipping amazing. The check we got this morning, that's a great number, and it's doubled, and it's doubled. Yeah. And Beth organized all the interviews. Oh, yeah, we had both. But more importantly, let us thank more than anything, and you, our individual listeners that did the match, oh. but let's thank mm-hmm. the families that have to live the life they live because they lost a loved one. Yes. That's what we're trying to do by raising this money, well is thank them in by actions, not just mm-hmm. words, but... Those people lived the stories they've told. And I hate to call them stories because they're realities. Mm. And their realities are something that most of us could not want, mm. would not want to live and could not live. Nope. Uh, when that one girl, this is when I started crying. It's when the girl who was, uh, she was three when her daddy died and they were having a party the next year somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think her birthday, her birthday party. party. Her birthday party. Yeah. And she didn't seem happy, and her grandmother said, what's wrong? And she said, he didn't come. Daddy didn't come. Mm. He'd been dead a year, Mm. and she was still waiting for him. So Mm. if that doesn't go through you, and then when you hear the the girls, because I'm I'm crying here, the girl on Saturday who lost her father at a young age, and you still see how how much they're still processing it, grieving missing them inspired by them it's it's uh so thank you to those in heaven who hopefully hear us Mm. and those on earth who live a hell without them and we try to make it a little bit better for them with these scholarships and so they have not just the scholarships but they know that people care they end up having a a bunch of people that have something in common so they now have camaraderie yes and they also have the with the education a better life than they ever could have hoped. Yeah, so. one of the most moving stories, uh, and I won't go into detail because neither one of us will make it through, was Ginger Ravella's mm-hmm. husband, Troy, who was lost saving so many men on the ground. Um, we've had, Diana and I had the privilege of meeting her and spending time with her um, and seeing her interact with Beth. She and Beth are very good friends. They live half country apart but they're very good friends. And she talks about the ability um, to connect with Beth, who has made such a big difference in so many lives, and then to connect with other Folds recipients. Just, I'm having a shitful day, and I just need to talk to somebody who understands. Yes, he's been gone for 16 years. I'm suffering today. And you and I would go, oh, I feel really bad about that. And we do. We genuinely, genuinely do. We're compassionate. We don't understand. She can pick, because of Fold, she can pick up the phone and call another woman who is in exactly her spot and understands precisely. 
Folks, 111,500. We blew through our goal. We blew through last year's record. We hope to do that again next year. But none of this happens. None of this happens without Bobby Gunther Walsh. None of this happens without Gunther's willingness to sacrifice his time and his energy and his effort that is pulled, I don't know, several hundred different directions on a daily basis to get up early, to go different venues, to coordinate, to be invested, not just time and energy, but emotionally. Um, yeah, I was there when that story just got you. You've been there when stories have gotten me. So I can't thank you enough for your willingness. And people that are listening, they're they're in your audience as well. They know what you do throughout the year. We could go on and on about all the various efforts that you make. But in this effort specifically, we've been together now on 9-11, what, 13 times. Um, In rough numbers, we have raised over $750,000 just on this one effort for our military vets. Um, For all the other charities, over how many? 30? 38, 39 years in March. 39 years in March, millions of dollars of impact. Gunther, we can't thank you enough. Well, that's my listeners' hard-earned money, though, and I'm just thankful, just like you are for your staff. For some reason, my listeners are so loyal. They support our sponsors, they support the station, and they support the charities, and they get emotionally invested. And I, you can never, I can't lose sight of that because I can get on here all I want and talk all I want. If if people don't, we really do have, and I'm not, you can sound like you're blowing smoke, but folks, I'm not kidding you when I tell you Animals in Distress and all these other charities almost always raise more than was pledged. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how to put that into words other than say you it's exceptional. Uh, it's, it's crazy that it's you unheard guys of. do this. It's it really is. Yeah, it really is. is. I'm, and I could cry because it's just, I, th- I thank you because I don't know why. It Here's worked why. out for me. It, it, it worked out for you because you represent our values. The people in the Lehigh Valley and far beyond, because I Heart Media now, we've got Steve in Alabama, and I've got, um, actually it's another Steve that's in San Diego, listens every week. I've got listeners, you've got listeners across the country. They share our values. Yeah. So Conversely, we share their yeah, values. Yeah. Uh, we try to the best of our ability to represent the best of America, the best of who we are. Um, it Sadly, other people make different choices. And this past week, one of the uh, folks at Rally Connor said, I went to my financial advisor. I want to invest in this particular um, investment that's very pro-capitalist, pro-America. And the advisor said, I won't do it. It's, it's not environmentally sensitive. Oh. I won't do it. And this guy said, I'm out of here. There's an investment group been around for decades announced this week, complete approval of Biden's uh, Inflation Reduction Act and its magnificent impact on global climate uh, uh, what protection. And we went, okay, they're off our list. We will never invest in any other offerings ever again. They don't share our values. And for folks who don't, And there was one gentleman while we were at Relic Hunter who called the office and complained. I want to ask a question. He's not giving the office. He's not giving the studio number. And Connie explained to him. I'm sure very politely (laughs) that he has an off switch on his radio. 
dude, you don't fit. God bless you. I'll pray for you, but you don't fit. Our audience fits us. Yeah, and uh, thank you, folks. Seriously, it's incredible. It really is. It's uh, and we're we're blessed. And uh, I look at a beautiful day like today, and all that we're our health, our everything. And you guys, it's just I did this day kind of the look of it. It's kind of like the feeling that the audience gives. It's just this, this brightness, this yes. hope, this, and because a lot to be not be happy. And they, my audience, just like some of my sponsors, have every excuse not to help. Of sure, of course. All oh, the economy's tough, whatever. Yeah. They, they, they if up. they filled up their tank that morning, they paid way too much for gas, and yet they'll still give. Yeah. God bless you, brother. Yeah. I put ten dollars in my tank last night. Yeah. And the guy said, "Where are you going to pump four? <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend give us financial advice this week. Yeah. Said, "Do you know how to turn forty dollars into four hundred? Put gas in your car and go to work." Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, sir. Um, do you like the song? I do. You hate it, I know. Your loss. It's a really good song. <laughs> it's a really good song. Thank you to Bobby Guns Wash. Thank you to all of you. One hundred and eleven thousand. $500 as of this morning, and I have a feeling that number is going to grow. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Back after this on More Than Money. Some music. Welcome Shh. back to. Shh. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now that you're listening, play Eminence Front. Um, <laughs> welcome back to More Than Money. You have Alyssa Young. You have Gene Dickinson. You had Bobby Gunther Walsh. If you're just tuning in and you didn't hear the announcement, $111,500 as of this morning. Uh, folks still sending in checks. If you have made a pledge and you have received your packet, please. Drop your check in that uh, self-addressed stamped envelope and return that to Connie so that she can check you off the list. And Gunther's absolutely right. We have never had a fundraiser where we collected less than what was pledged. It's always more. So if you were inclined and you said, hey, I can I pledge 10 bucks, I would like to make it 15 that would be beautiful. That would be very much appreciated. And uh, it'll set the bar even higher for next year. Which, thank heavens, as a group, we're very competitive. Yeah. Well, like, we'll uh, take that challenge. And we'll take that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll go for a new PR. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's, uh, uh, life's about all about PR. I don't run races if I'm not going to try to set a new PR. Yeah, I understand the whole, f uh, I guess. No, I don't. 
just running and I don't really care about my time. Really? Seriously. Running's that fascinating to you that, that the, the whole competitive part of it's just. And that's the only reason to go to a race, in my opinion. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, in the years that we played in racquetball tournaments, there were lots of folks who were there just for the sport, just to kind of fuss around. That was not us. Not. It, and and, and we still enjoy it and we're still honorable and we're not cutthroat, but we're competitive. And that's why I've not been invited back for pickleball. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They invite me back all the time. It's a wonderful group in the Lehigh Valley that plays pickleball. Uh, we will, uh, I'm certain at some point before my life is over, pickleball will be back on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic. Jeez, uh, I just had that. Where is it? I got a very nice... Well, we're getting lots of congratulatory um, emails. The congratulations goes to the audience. If you were not with us for the first hour or first hour and a half on Monday around noon uh, through the miracles of John's uh, good work and technology here and Megan's dedication and discipline on the more than money side, uh, this show will appear on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And uh, we'll, uh, you'll have access to all of that, of course. And gosh, Catherine, you just sent me an email and it has disappeared. I don't know where that is. If you would resend that, that would be great. Um, yes, uh, podcast. And for the hundreds of you that listen to us on podcast, thank you. Uh, we're really glad that we make that available and uh, so many more than I ever expected and, and a growing number. It's fantastic. Um, you uh, deserve thanks as well. Thanks for supporting our show. Thanks for supporting Folds of Honor. Thanks for supporting uh, all of our efforts. That's, it makes uh, means a great deal indeed. I want to make sure that we cover two topics that we both kind of went, hmm. The first is inherited IRAs. Yes. And a very special designation. Yes. Eligible designated beneficiary. Eligible designated beneficiary. EDB. <laughs> if right? you must give it an acronym. <laughs> what does all that mean? Yeah. So that means that some people who are beneficiaries of an IRA have an option or an exception to the new rule about when and how they must take the money out of the IRA. So when the SECURE Act passed, if someone died after January 1st of 2020, there were new rules implemented about when you have to distribute money out of an IRA you inherit. And basically, if you're not the spouse of the person who owned the IRA, you have 10 years to take the money out. That's in a nutshell. The, the Most of the time, those are the rules. When you're a spouse, you can treat the inherited IRA as your own IRA, and you don't need to do that. You can treat it, follow the same rules as, uh, as an IRA you owned the, all along. But an eligible designated beneficiary doesn't need to take the money out in 10 years. And you can, but you have another choice. Who are these people they are people who have a chronic illness, hmm. people who have a disability, 
a minor, so let's say a, a, a man dies and has an IRA and his child is the direct beneficiary of the IRA and that child is 15. Mm. That's another eligible designated beneficiary. And someone who is less than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. So this can apply in the case of, say, a sibling. So if and that I, happens way more than I had thought. Yeah, yeah. siblings, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I have a client who has um, his brother and sister are his primary beneficiaries. Um, if, my, if I was leaving my IRA to my brother or sister, they would fall into this category because they are within a couple of years of my age. So if those, if any of those criteria fit you and you inherit an IRA, rather than taking all the money out within 10 years, you may choose to take RMDs based on your life expectancy. So you do still need to take money out every year, even if you're 35, even if you're 15, mm. but you don't need to take it out in so that you deplete the entire account within 10 years. You need to take out a little bit every year based on how old you are and how long you're expected to live. So there's and, a... And let's be clear, we're talking about the required minimum withdrawal. Right. You can always take more, but for a lot of folks, taking any is a pain. They don't want it now. They want it in the future. A 15-year-old is a perfect example. And there are lots of folks who decide to have children later in life. So is it would it be unusual for a gentleman at 57 to pass away and have a 15-year-old son? No, of course not. Mm -mm. The 15-year-old son doesn't want the income now for a whole host of reasons. We'll be able to take it out over his life expectancy 70 years. Right. So he has to take out roughly one, one and a half percent versus the 10 year rule, which is either 10% a year for 10 years or a hundred percent at some point. Right. F f incredibly impactful. Very well done. Thank you. Very well done. Um, that's something good to know. Um, it might not be something your advisor is aware of because it's not, I mean, most of the time your beneficiary is maybe your spouse oh, sure. or, um, your, your child, child but who's not a minor and right. who's not um, within 10 years of you. So it's very limited circumstances when this applies. So, um, you know, if it, if it might apply to you or someone you know, it's, it's worth checking to make sure that they're following those um, rules or those options. 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 It's yeah. always good to have options. If you play golf and you're in a scramble and you got three balls on the green, <laughs> you got options. Options are good. Uh, I'm going to ask you to comment on this in a moment. Sure. I want to answer a question that has me just slightly befuddled, and I find it interesting. So, uh, audience member writes, wondering about a municipal bond series that defaulted in the 1990s. Is there any way to get back the principal? I was told there was, but the broker would not help unless I signed with his firm. No, I didn't fall for that. Mm -hmm. But I was wondering if you knew any way to get any of the principal back. Um, and he names the bond that defaulted. Lots of folks are not aware that bonds can default, particularly municipal bonds. Harrisburg bonds have defaulted. There are a number of major cities, not just in Pennsylvania, but across the country that have defaulted on bonds. Is it possible? Oh, yes. And is it possible to get some of that money back? The answer is kind of. And I'll explain that in a moment. But I would strongly recommend to anyone out there listening 
don't wait 25 years. It defaulted in the 90s. <laughs> and we're kind of getting around to, I wonder if I can get my money back. Uh, the reason that the broker said to you, I'm not going to help unless you s- join my firm, is that you're asking him or her to do an awful lot of work on what's what's tilting at windmills. You're not going to get anything back. Um for no compensation and no expectation of a relationship. If you walk through my door and ask me to work for you for no pay, and you're not going to fall for working with a financial advisor, I I would ask you to just take two of the chocolates that are on the corner and leave. (laughs) This is an unreasonable request. It's an unreasonable expectation. I have no clue what you're thinking about that you would wait 25 years to ask if you can get your principal back. Now, let's talk about something that's more realistic and far more appropriate. What if you do have a bond that defaults? What if you invested $10,000 in a bond, you got interest over the course of some period of time? If it's municipal, maybe it was tax-free interest. If it's a corporate bond, perhaps it was taxable. It doesn't matter. But at some point, the, the underwriter of the bond, whether it's a corporation or a municipality goes, I'm sorry, we default. We, we are going to send you nothing. All right, that's pretty shocking. It is also a tax-deductible loss. So if you invested $10,000, you're going to get zero. That is a declared loss of $10,000. If you're in a 22% bracket, you will get back $2,200 in tax refund. Will you get your 10000 back? Hmm, let me think. Hell no. That's what default, that's what bankruptcy does. You took a risk. You invested in something you thought was going to turn out well. It didn't. Or as we like to say. Didn't. It didn't. And the IRS says, you know what? You took a risk. We understand that. It's good for the capitalistic system that you take risks. We're going to give you, a, we're going to throw you a bone. Uh, by the way, if your tax bracket is zero, the bone is nothing. <laughs> you get uh, sad, uh, attaboy, sorry, something, but no financial. There, there. Uh, there, there. Oh, <laughs> pat on the back. Just a oh, little, little uh, baby shampoo on the head. Oh, little Randy. Oh, little Randy. <laughs> little Randy. Little Randy. <laughs> there, there, buddy. There, tough day at school. Uh, uh, of course, if your tax bracket's much higher, you're going to save a lot more money. You could conceivably, in, in certain circumstances, get back half or more uh, in tax savings for having lost the money, which is why so many folks uh, in high tax brackets are willing to take a little more risk. Because if they're investing 10000 and they're in the 50% bracket and they lose everything, they lose 5000 So their risk is half of what it is for lots of other folks. So there are times when losing money uh, can be, in some ways, useful. Wonderful? No. Uh, Agreeable? Happy? No. Useful. Um, uh, 2022, this year, could be one of those years. We've had a tough go of it. If your advisor's looking in uh, the next few months at trimming some of your holdings for tax purposes, sometimes called tax loss harvesting, um, you should say, thank you very much. Uh, A lot of financial advisory firms don't do that. 
uh, don't consider that. So make sure that if you're working with a trusted, experienced uh, financial advisor, you're getting that addressed. Now, gifting is something that a lot of our audience members are interested in, mm -hmm. and they talk about a lot. Uh, for the most part, when they talk about gifting, it comes into two different flavors, charitable gifting and family gifts. And they're pretty well aware that there are annual gifts limits, mm -hmm. 16000 per person per year. And so uh, lots of folks kind of do their estate planning and their gifting planning around that. Uh, we have had the question in the past, hey, I wrote a check to the United Way on December 28th. They didn't cash the check until January 14th. Uh, do I get to deduct it last year or this year? You get to deduct it last year. That's pretty cool. However, Alyssa has a report that may give you some pause about family gifts. Mm -hmm. So a recent tax court ruling declared that a gift is considered completed when the check is cashed. And this came into um, play when a Pennsylvania resident um, had given 11 gift checks um, to family members and then he died um, the next year and most of the checks had not been cleared yet and so the value of those checks was still considered part of his estate because for the money to be out of someone's estate if it's gifted, it has to be a completed gift, and then it's no longer considered your money, and then it's no longer subject to an inheritance tax. Well, in this case, the, the court said those checks that haven't been cashed are still belong, that money still belongs to him. It's still part of his estate, so they weren't completed gifts. So uh, that's uh, something, you know, maybe contrary to the way we've um, explained it, because a court decided that that's not the way that it, it's counted. And it is contrary to the way we've talked about charitable gifts because it is contrary. The charitable gift uh, guideline is still intact. If you write the check at the end of December of 2022, you will still get your deduction in 2022, even if the charity, the church, the nonprofit that you're sending it to does not cash it until January. This is specifically family gifts and it is specifically uh, attuned to scenarios where um, the money has not left the account. Mm -hmm. So dad had it in his account. Son had POA. He writes the checks. Some of his brothers and sisters, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, whatever, don't get around to cashing it. It gets pulled back into the estate. And typically, I don't remember. Oh, there were 11. So we're talking about a couple hundred thousand bucks. Mm -hmm. Substantial estate, you would suspect. So bringing that money back into the estate, in this case, almost a couple hundred thousand bucks, even if it's just the state of Pennsylvania inheritance tax, it's going to be nine grand. Yeah. It's, it's a significant amount of money that the estate needs to pay. Is that an unusual circumstance? It, it kind of is sure that the checks are written and that they're not cashed um, and, and the person dies. That, that's just really crap timing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really annoyed at the guy who died. I know. What nerve. I know. It's like he doesn't Couldn't even wait. care. Couldn't even be bothered to hang around for just a little while longer. Oh, my goodness. That's very tongue-in-cheek. We're just being silly because when God decides.
Yes, young lady. We have an email question. <laughs> it starts with this. Alyssa and Jean, please don't chastise me. <laughs> <laughs> I just came across some gift cards from some chain bookstores that went out of business several years ago. Do these have any value? Thank you for your guidance. You two are great advisors. <laughs> I am not going to chastise this person. I am so guilty of hanging on. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, Diane has a bucket of gift cards. And sadly, gift cards are a general obligation of the company that issued them. So if they went bankrupt, so did your gift card. Yeah. So those are O for eternity. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And yeah, you're not alone. Don't feel, you know, silly. Um, I, I know um, we had given restaurant gift cards to um, our great aunt for Christmas one year, and then the restaurant closed. Sure. Like a few months later, and she hadn't used them yet. And um, she was like, oh, no, I have these gift cards. And the, and the business was actually going to redeem them they were able to contact the business owner but then he reopened somewhere else and she got to use them after all oh so that was a nice ending to that story but sometimes it doesn't work out that way yeah my really bad ending story many years ago 20 to be exact actually 2002 i competed in a golf marathon oh and it was for a charity i shall remain nameless uh that the 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 idea was very simple there were 18 golfers you started at sunrise on your own hole with your own golf cart mm. and you played as many holes mm. until either the sun went down or you went down. <laughs> and most of the golfers did not make it the entire day. Yeah. And there were only two of us that made it to sundown and I played the most holes. I was the, um, at that time, let's see, 20 years ago, so I was 48. Mm-hmm. And the next uh, competitor that finished, the only other competitor was 26 please. But I played more holes and I played better than he did. So I was awarded a gift certificate for a complete set of golf clubs. A nice. very valuable That's a very gift. nice prize. Yeah. Yes. So uh, because it was out of the area, I didn't go back for about a month, month and a half, showed up and it's closed. Oh. And they went bankrupt between within the six weeks between oh, giving the gift man. to the charity and me showing up to the credit for the charity. They said, we feel really bad. We will provide you with a a duplicate. And I said, that's very nice. Totally unnecessary. Just give me a receipt for what I lost because I have a tax accountant wife and and a tax deduction. Almost as good. Yeah. Almost as good. But yeah, gift cards, gosh, they pile up. Um, and, and businesses, lots of businesses, uh, what rely on the fact that you're going to lose a bunch. Yeah. Uh, we used a gift card, um, last weekend, we lost power at my house and I was planning on cooking dinner and couldn't do that without power. So I said, Hey, I think we have some gift cards. And I, they were from Easter. We went to Texas Roadhouse. Oh, nice. I had ribs. They were good. They are. Texas Roadhouse does a nice job. It's loud in there. Oh, yeah. But, but the food's good. Not, yeah, food's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my husband passed away in July. Oh, goodness. Mm. Uh, at 82, I am 79. We have quite a bit of money in checking and savings spread between four banks. I have changed two accounts to have my son as co-owner. 
My daughter lives in Florida. We'll be coming up for the holidays. We plan on opening an account up here and one in Florida that she can draw on. I want to have the accounts equal. However, hers will have over 100000 in one bank. Will this be covered by FDIC or should I open two accounts for her? Hmm. So the FDIC insurance limit is... $250,000. So it's covered. Yeah, she's remembering uh, until maybe uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, it was $100,000 per account. Yeah. So her concern is reasonable. Um, But... $250,000 $250,000 should cover it. By the way, young lady, if it doesn't cover it, please let us know. We'll make sure that we can give you some good guidance. Um, our condolences, of course. Oh, my goodness. July. Yeah. That's really, really recent. And she's young. And if you have challenges uh, in terms of the estate or challenges in terms of the management, please let us know. We are so very blessed uh, at the More Than Money World Headquarters that uh, Keith Stroll and the team at Steckle and Stop have uh, become such strong partners of ours on the estate side. Um, and if we can uh, connect you in some way that you, you may or may not need, very often when spouses die, uh, settling the estate is quite straightforward, uh, quite easy. The, I mean, not emotionally, of course, but financially quite easy and mechanically quite easy. Uh, but if you have any struggles, let us know. John, my apologies. How much time? Very good. So with just a couple of moments left, I want to thank everybody for being part of the show. We were O for the show in terms of calls. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it is. And especially after last week, that one guy whining that <laughs> we didn't give the number for the station. You would have thought he would have called back this week. Of course, I, I told him to piss off. So that's probably <laughs> not uh, encouraging. Uh, I want to thank Bobby Gunter Walsh, everyone connected with the Folds of Honor Radiothon, $111,500 as of this morning. Uh, absolutely magnificent. You guys are beyond the best. If you have concerns or questions about charitable giving, about RMDs, about estates, about retirement, about Social Security, um, all you have to do is ask. Free second opinions at the More Than Money World Headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And happy to coordinate that for you. If you want to connect with Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. You can send me an email, gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. And, of course, you can go old school. Give us a phone call, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. 24-7, and of course, if you call Monday through Friday during normal business hours, you'll talk to one of those wonderful, wonderful folks who are part of the MTM team, and they will be happy to assist you. Again, thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. It's a great day out there. Enjoy every minute of it. We'll see you next week on More Than Money. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.